Welcome, everybody. You're gonna spend a little bit. Welcome back to the place. We didn't get an episode out to you last week because of, um, well, many reasons. Uh, but we are trying to get back onto it, even though that we're going to be having to do only two, what, this episode and one more, Brownie, right? This episode and what should be next week's episode, and then that'll be it for the holiday season because I'm gonna be headed back, uh, to Oregon for yeah. the holiday season. And you won't have the ability to do podcast stuff. No, I will not, unfortunately. So, just, it'll be these two episodes, nothing else for the remainder of the holiday season. And then back, once January starts up, we should be able to start pumping out podcasts again. And then hopefully, you know, given that time space, we'll have plenty to talk about. Oh, yeah. We, sh we should have at least some things to talk about, uh, if not... Oh boy, gee, we just get to we just get to talk about the holidays. Um, yeah, but yeah, we didn't get to talk about the pod or talk about or anything and make a podcast last week because, well, I was out here with Sassy. Uh, it was coming up on the uh, Thanksgiving. She had her day off on Wednesday, so things happened mainly mainly just because vacation stuff. That was more on my end. Um, I don't know what you were doing, Brownie. <laughs> I actually, well, you know, of course, of course, we had like Turkey Day coming up, but beyond that, it was also um, Black Friday. Yeah, going all the way into this Monday with Cyber Monday, and uh, given the fact that, ah, oh, goddamn it, given my work, I was very fucking busy. As I told Keck, I worked, I think, almost thirty-two hours mm. straight. Shit is crazy. Shit is crazy. Well, luckily, that's all done and passed, so I'm. Attempting to recuperate and get my <laughs> sleep schedule fixed and all that fun stuff, but regardless, uh, you know, aside from not bringing you an episode last week, we're we're bringing you a nice full one this week. Yeah, and even in the endeavors of trying to fix the sleep schedule, we uh ran into a small little problem, just a just a small little problem called the uh the Master Chief Collection. <laughs> I, you know, personally, I was gonna save this one for last, but by all means, go right the fuck ahead. I mean, we might as well. We were literally playing it before we recorded this. Yeah, it's fresh that's in our true. minds. <laughs> oh uh, my god, it was so much fun. I just, I have to say that it was. Like, I think the the worst time that we had on that game was the two v two match where that one dude was literally shitting on us. Yeah. Um, and that was that was a point of just like, okay, dude, we get it. You're good. Calm down. Yeah. The, the only bad time we had was in the 2v2s where we got literally shit on two times in a row. And it, yeah. the first time was just the guy was way too good and he fucking beat our asses in. The second time was because we were dumb and we kept running at them yeah. instead of forcing them to run at us. So, yeah, you know, aside from that, like 4v4s, 8v8s. Whether or not it was Slayer, King of the Hill, whatever we were doing, like, it just, it felt good. It was stupid, dumb fun. Something that and seems to be lacking, too, like, for most games. Yeah, it was, the, it was something we felt that we hadn't gotten from a lot of games. Like, so many games emphasis the fact that you should, like, you need to try to win, or you have to get this, or the objective, da 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 Like, it overemphasizes, like, play the game as opposed to just play the game. It, 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 like, how most games overemphasize play the game basically ends up coming down to, um, here's an objective. This game's based on an objective. You win or lose because of the objective. And, like, they, they really emphasize you sitting on that fucking objective. Like, Overwatch does this all the time. Mm -hmm. But 
they'll also take the competitive edge to it where they'll make things like super hyper balanced they'll try to make everything like you know like they're, they're, there's metas and certain things and fucking like even apex falls victim to like the the very competitive nature of it most battle royales do where it's just like it's competitive you have to be the best shot you have to have the best skill you have to do all this stuff and and comes halo reach after fucking 10 years almost almost yeah something like that like 10 years later comes into pc and it's just like hey how do we emphasize you know objective play the only score you see on the scoreboard when you're in the game is who's on the objective for the longest so the only way you're higher on the scoreboard which to most people especially to our eight fucking brains that says you're good is sit on the objective so first thing you fucking do sit on the fucking objective <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. Not, they're not sitting there telling you like, "Oh, the game's gonna based on this sort of stuff." Okay, you know the intricate weapon balance. Here's a rocket launcher that kills in one hit. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's throw grenades. Just throw them. You know the intricate weapon balance. Yeah, fuck you. Somebody's behind you and they hit the melee button. You're dead. <laughs> like, fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck all this shit. Have fun. Have a shotgun. Here's here's a sword. Like the game. Have a laser sword that murders. The game isn't balanced, but Halo never was fully balanced because it was arena style. The balance was you had to find the sword. You wouldn't spawn with it. You had to find the rocket launcher. You didn't spawn with it, but everyone knew where the rocket launcher was. If you played the game mm-hmm. long enough, you know where the rocket launcher was. You know where the sword was. You know where the sniper was. So y- you could fight over it. All these other games want to do this loadout system. They want to ha- make you have the weapon. You know, all this sort of stuff. And they miss just the fun, silly bullshit that is the rocket launcher just fucking destroys people. The sword destroys people. If you can hit the shots, the sniper destroys people. Mm-hmm. You can do stuff like SWAT or King of the Hill, and it's literally just fucking hectic chaos, and it's amazingly fun. Speaking of which, that just put a thought in my mind. A lot of games fuck up one very simple mechanic, which is throwing grenades. Yeah. Like, Halo, you have a reticle, and you throw the grenade. It goes where that fucking reticle is. Not above it, not mm-hmm. below it. It goes where that is until it hits a certain range. If you were throwing that motherfucker within, like, I think it's like 10, 20 meters of yourself... That, that bitch is landing exactly where you pointed it. Or bouncing from at least where you pointed it. Mm-hmm. Every game has to make this, like, grenade intricate fucking system of, like, oh, you can see the trajectory and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, dude, people knew what the trajectory was from the fucking Halo days. You don't need this shit. Like, you throw enough grenades, you figure it out. It's not, it's not rocket science, and most of the time, like, grenades aren't powerful enough to one-hit kill, like, in most games. Like, it's, it's honestly not this fucking difficult thing to where, oh, God, you know, we need to see where it's going, and we need to understand exactly how it's going to work with this. No, it's just fucking throw the damn bitch. And the thing... You know where it's going. Yeah, and the thing that I actually love about Reach, and I... Oh, my God, I missed... And it's something that I didn't know that I was, like, it, it kind of, like, I knew it was a problem, especially in games like Apex. Um, mm-hmm. But I could never, like, really piece together why it was a problem. And it basically came down to grenades in Apex or some other shooters just felt like the grenade timer was too long. There was too much time to identify there's a grenade there and leave. And then I sat there and I played Reach on PC. And I realized why it feels that way. Because ga- the, the, the grenades in Reach aren't shorter. They last just as long as the grenades in Apex or any other fucking game. They're, they're there for a while. The difference is, Reach doesn't fucking tell you on your heads-up display there's a grenade next to you. You hear the noise. If you hear the noise, you run. If you don't hear the noise, 
we'll get fucked. You either you either see the grenade, you hear the grenade, or you realize after it's gone off. Cause you hear you hear that thing like a fucking flare. It's like a next to you. If you can't hear that shit going off, either it's like that shit's a fucking pile of explosions. You're actively shooting, or some other thing. Only there's no reason to not hear the grenade. Why the hell do we have the heads-up display? It basically makes grenades worthless. Which is why, I think, in a lot of cases, when you play, like, Apex or anything else, the grenades that stick to people or have, like, a bigger explosion radius or do, do like, slowdown or whatever are the things that people mm -hmm. end up using the most. That would be why. Because most, like... Because even in Apex, like, the standard grenades, your standard, like... I want to call them kinetic grenades because I don't really know what, like... You know, your standard, like, you know, fragmentation grenades. Mm-hmm suck ass they do damage but they never fucking do damage because everyone's like grenade okay fucking like let me just do, do, do. and like walk away mm -hmm. like it it's something that like the moment i realized it was missing the moment i realized why grenades worked in the halo games and a lot of these older games like even like call of duty this is around the same time like call of duty 4 into modern warfare 2 was a thing when reach was launching i think somewhere mm -hmm. in that range and Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare 2 had that grenade heads-up display. But it wasn't necessarily the best because it was more of like a circle around you versus like that kind of 3D plane thing that they have now. Yeah. And even then, like, grenades could kill you pretty easily in Call of Duty because getting, getting away from them was really hard because those, those things had massive explosion ranges. But whatever. Not to mention cook times and things of that nature. Yeah. But it was just like playing it again is like, now I see why stuff like grenades aren't as powerful as they used to be. It's because we've been catering to the, I don't know where the grenade is. And honestly, I think the focus on like being hyper-competitive esports, he kind of sucked the fun out of some FPSs. Because, I mean, Brownie, how many games in a row did I play where I was on the bottom of the list when it came to kills? Uh, a couple number of them. Yeah. There were, it, was, it was one of two things. Either you and I were riding the top of the list, or we were down at the bottom. Yeah. Regardless... We were laughing, telling jokes, and having fun. Yeah, like it was a good time. I remember getting into I remember getting into a fucking warthog, and driving halfway across the map, like full team, just like you came to the wrong neighborhood, motherfucker, and just some dude jumps out of the tower, like "What's up, bitch?" with the fucking rocket launcher, and just we're all dead. Mm -hmm. We're all dead, giggling like a fucking idiot. Any other game? Oh, come on. I it's one of those things. Halo has this, like, distinct feeling of, like, if you lose, it's still somehow fun. And I feel like a lot of games missed that. That's that's something a lot of games have been missing, and I'm glad, like, you brought it up at the time and are bringing it up again now. The essence of a good game when it comes to multiplayer. If you can have fun while you're getting your ass kicked. If you can be at the bottom of the leaderboard, if you can be on the losing team and still be sitting there giggling like an idiot, throwing grenades, killing every once in a while... You know, getting that one stupid kill from across the map with a grenade that you just randomly chucked. It's fun. It doesn't have to be this, like, heart-racing, fucking ass-clenching, I have to win. Yep. I'm like, granted, I understand, like, where, where stuff like Apex and PUBG are coming from. Because it is that, like, Battle Royale style. Where yeah. you have to build to that. You have to kind of build to that sort of mentality of ass-clenching, like, I have to win, sort of. Because that's kind of where they get yeah. the high. Um, well, it's also the type of game that it's, um, it's, it's built around. It's built around being competitive with, like, Apex Legends and things of that nature. Yeah. 
But all these other multiplayer games, fuck, even Call of Duty. Yep. The most recent Call of Duties I've played, both Black Ops 4, when we played the uh, beta yeah. for Modern Warfare, it still had this emphasis of like, well, you need to be winning. Or if you didn't have a high enough KD, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to use Apex as an example, mainly because it, like that's the one that's mo most potent in my mind right now. Um, All right. It, it's the fact that, like, a bad game of Apex, usually for us, is one of those, like, we, we literally end up not doing much. Like, we, if we hot drop and die, we're like, yeah, whatever. But if we, like, actually get somewhere and have some, some gear on us and we get into a fight and it's just kind of... We don't, we don't get anything out of it, and we just end up basically giving the enemy all our stuff. Mm -hmm. We don't really end up feeling all that good about it. Even if it was one of those, like, that guy did something fucking tr like, tricky and clever, it's, like, it doesn't really feel as good. Like, I spent all this time getting all of my shit, got into a fight, and it was just like, eh. And part of that is the nature of the, like, um, even, like, CSGO, uh, you have that, like, you have one life. Yeah. And I, I understand that. You can't have, like, death always be, like, the funnest thing in the world, um, especially with one-life games. But there's a lot of stuff, like, like as you said, like, with Call of Duty when we were doing the, the beta, where it was, like, it wasn't really entertaining unless you were able to, like, have at least a neck-and-neck -neck match. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you were getting slapped around, like, loosely, and you just couldn't get that lead, but you, you were working for it, and you were trying, these guys were just a step ahead of you, it, it wasn't fun. Halo, we literally, I think it was, like, two matches in a row that we just kept losing King of the Hill, but, like, we didn't even fucking notice. We, we didn't even notice half of the time. You know, we were we were goofing off for the most part. I think we were having more fun just flipping the warthogs and, like, blowing up ghosts or just, than anything. Even just throwing the grenades and trying to get kills. Like, mm -hmm. trying to play the objective was fun. And it, like, I, there was that moment, um, I forget the name of the map, uh, it's it's actually an old Halo One map. I know that one, but it was the like Forerunner base where we were doing King of the Hill, um, mm -hmm. and the first point was on the rocket launcher, like in the middle of the map, where a jetpack would have been useful, but we couldn't equip jetpacks. Oh yeah, because it was a four v four, and it was like you could use sprint, active cloak, or hologram. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I forget. So you had to find a way to jump onto that fucking platform, and it was out in the middle of everything. So the like second you get on it, just everybody just <laughs> and looks at you. Yeah, I, I don't remember the name of the map off the top of my head. I know it was an old Halo One map, um, but I can't think of it. But like I, I'm sitting there, and we were we were trying to get onto the point because our our team lost the point on the shotgun. And I'm running up the steps. I'm throwing grenades in, and I'm shooting. I'm just like, I just need to get on this point. I need to get on this point. And then I look down at the scoreboard and go, why do we have double the point? When did we do that? What? <laughs> like, I didn't even notice what the score was. I was having so much fun just trying to get on the point and kill the guys on the point and fucking beat people down. I didn't realize we were we were winning so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay. Awesome. Like, I miss that. I miss that feeling of like, oh, we're like we're losing. Wait, what? We're winning? What? <laughs> like, and, and, and part of the reason for that is, and Halo did this really well. It always has. One of the things you get from Halo is that it doesn't take itself seriously in its multiplayer. Yeah. You have these stupid, ridiculous ragdolls. You have the goofy ass controls for all the vehicles. Like, it's not something that's actively competitive. Mm-hmm. Even when people are, like, being tryhards and trying to be, like, the person who's getting the most kills and things of that nature, and you got the guy with the sniper rifle in the very, like, secluded off-end fucking side of the map who's desperately trying to land every headshot he can. 
you have enough going on, especially in like eight v eights, which I was personally enjoying more than anything. Yeah. You have so much chaos and just stupid fun going on, and I know I've said that so many times, but it, it is it is just truly stupid fun. It, there's that level of like you can see kind of the competitive edge to it, but it's very much in that arena style that people used to play. Mm-hmm. It's in that like. All right, it doesn't take two shots to kill somebody, and then you round the corner and hope that your KD keeps up with you. It's, it you unload a fucking assault rifle into someone until you got mo- like basically all your ammo pumped in the man, and then you just fucking melee him because you don't got any more ammo and you miss half your shots. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're running around with a grenade launcher that literally bounces two times before it blows up. So you gotta like, you know, like you aim at the floor or you aim at the wall behind behind your guy that you want to shoot, end up killing you and you and him at the same time. <laughs> like, it's that stupid, chaotic, just fun. You know, you've got like, of course, the silly ass ragdolls, which you know aren't super realistic because you know why have why bother modeling a head exploding or anything like that? Because like this is the same, this is the same Xbox 360 time frame that we got Gears of War, where you have like limbs literally falling to pieces, but like they they didn't do that. They they went with silly ragdolls. They went with you know stupidly powerful grenades and or grenade launchers and and rocket launchers and shotguns and swords and just silliness and a little bit of skill here and there but you can still outweigh someone's skill with a rocket to their feet mm-hmm. you know like it, it they have a sense of like floatiness to it but still have impact of weight to all of it it's weird they have this interesting like intricate balance of everything's floaty but you feel like you're a tank and everything from shooting the guns to getting shot by the guns to melees assassinations all that stuff is just fun to do you know mm-hmm. i had someone literally like i killed his teammate as he started the assassination on me and snapped my neck on i think it's like uh zealot or tempest i, f- I forget the exact uh, map name mm-hmm. and it was just one of those like the first words out of my mouth were like you cheeky dick waffle because i didn't know he was like rocket propelling up behind me from the the grav lift so next thing I know, I'm like, I'm on the floor going, bah! and it, it like, I think we've had more genuine fucking like, like, holy shit moments that are actually like with a fucking shitting grin behind it than, mm-hmm. than like rage or anything. I don't even think we really rage. I think the, the moments most we got was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, why are you trying so hard? The most we got was the one guy who got 18 kills in that 2v2 we had. And even then, it was just sort of like, how yeah, like, did you manage this? How are you doing this? How are you this good? It was more in awe than it was out of range. Yeah. There were some areas where it was like, fucking get out of the goddamn god, you piece of shit. <laughs> and like, it just, it feels so nice. Because like, the comparison I have for it is I used to play the old like Unreal Tournament games. And it has that same like announcer quick action it has the announcer it's got everything that i've always adored from that type of arena shooter it melds so goddamn well i was so happy when i first played halo Mm -hmm. back when i played halo 2 and it's online you know now reach has finally come back or come back has finally come to pc is back in our hands in a more open and accessible way and they kept it the same yeah they updated the graphics a little bit but ultimately, the game still plays exactly how it used to. They have, and it is so nice. The only thing that is different from Reach is the armor progression system, 
which yes there's two things on that note like some people are a little upset that like they don't get the old armor progression system in reach which like don't get me wrong i fucking loved that armor progression system it was cool it was a cool way to give you progression where you got to choose they're doing the more season pass sort of like you unlock things as you go through like the the different seasons but at the same same time they numbered the season which means they're thinking about adding more think about that for a second they didn't just bring reach back they decided let's add more (laughs) if that doesn't excite you just a little bit why that is an insanely great thing to think about from these developers from everything that they have brought and everything that they are thinking about bringing and it's all purely cosmetic the game already exists but just to have that extra option to have that little more added to the game to have that little touch of love that they're going to give a little that they're going to give more to like it's just so good the fact that it runs on a toaster yeah please i i i beg you look up the recommended specs for this game it runs on a fucking toaster it runs on your sister's potato like y- y- you weren't um on my stream when i was actually talking about this with uh big man were you no i don't think i was oh my god the the specs holy shit let me see if i can actually like get the actual image yeah so the I- the image that they put out which has um for their stuff even on for steam um their minimum spec for 4K, using NVIDIA and Intel as a baseline on one, and AMD as a baseline on another, is an Intel i5-3450 and an a- NVIDIA GTX 770 for 4K60. A 2-gig card. A 2-gig card. On the AMD side, they're asking for an AMD FX6350 and an AMD Radeon 480. Now, the 480, I kind of, like, raised an eyebrow, like, hmm? Like, that's surprisingly higher than I was expecting on the AMD side. But whatever. So then we go down to 1080p, because they went down from, like, 4K to 1080p to minimum spec. The 1080p specs is an Intel i7-870. You know, like, the first generation of i7s to exist. And an N- Basic bitch. And an NVIDIA GTX 560 Ti. I had a 560 Ti when I first got into PC gaming. I had a 560 Ti... When I played TF2, I had a 560 Ti when I first played League of Legends back before fucking, like, this was when recently after Jarvan 4 released in League of Legends. Like, this was before Dota 2 was a thing. My dad had one of those cards when he built his first, like, quote-unquote gaming computer. Yeah. To run Oblivion. Yeah. Minimum 1080p for AMD is an AMD FX 4100 and an AMD Radeon R7 360. The absolute minimum spec that they ask for both of these. And this is where my jaw dropped pretty hard. Now, the i3 spec, I was, like, a little higher than I was expecting, but mm, not fair. It's, you know, Intel's i3s are pretty underpowered to begin with. It's an Intel i3, uh, did they did they spec that wrong? i3-550. I thought it was a i3-3550. Never mind. Um, so it's just like, okay, basic i3. An NVIDIA GeForce GTS 450. Oh, God. You want to know the min spec for AMD? AMD Femon 2 X4 960T. You know, a processor that came out in 2010. And AMD HD 6850. Oh, buddy. 
I've got good news for a friend of mine. My basic bitch laptop could run that. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious because Big Man was like, I'll be on the toaster. And I'm like, mm, it's not a toaster to this thing. <laughs> I am pretty sure you could run this on a fridge. Like, I'm pretty sure most integrated graphics cards could run stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is insane. To be fair, like, if you think about it for a moment, what was the specs of the 360 at the time? You know? Fucking bitch basic. It was very bitch basic. Like, and I mean, all they've really done for the game is they've enhanced the graphics slightly. Mm-hmm. Cleaned it up a little bit, sharpened a few edges, you know, made some of the textures look a little nicer. They, if you decide to use enhanced graphics versus the original. They use different anti-aliasing and a few yeah. few different, like, uh, draw distance things, but that was mainly, like, the, the big difference. And aside from that, they upped the resolution scaling. So that way you could get, like, up to 4K. Yep. That's it. You're still basically running an Xbox game on your PC. Let's see. Uh, uh, you want to know how much system memory you had on an Xbox 360 at the time? Dude, 512 megabytes. 512 megabytes at 1400 megahertz GDDR3. Yeah! <laughs> you had a shared L2 cache of 1 megabyte, and it was surprisingly, like, the... the Frequency for the Xbox 360 was a lot higher than I was expecting. It was a three-core, six-thread, 3.2 gigahertz. Oh, yeah. That's how they made up for um, a lot of the drawbacks of having such a small processor. Mm -hmm. They amped up how um, powerful it was. Yeah, it was that thing. Hmm. Um, wow. Quite a, like... Now, was that for the original, like, arcade version of it, or was that one of the later versions of the Xbox? This is, it just says 360. I don't know if it's specifically okay. different. All I know is, like, I love how the CPU architecture is IBM PowerPC. Yeah. And now we're on AMD, like, Jaguar stuff. Yeah. It's hilarious knowing that, like, right, literally, the the difference between, like, the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. Like, spec-wise, you can see the Xbox One is slightly underpowered by comparison, but they're basically running the same thing. It's just so interesting to see, like, the difference. So, uh, like, I, I, I find the whole thing interesting that, like, that's what the thing used to run. And this was... Why did the 360 come out exactly? I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was, like, 08? The original, I believe, came out 2008. Release date July 2010? Really? Was it 2010? Doesn't feel like it was. Uh, uh, original release date of the 360 was November 22nd, 2005. 2005. Yeah, so 2005, and that lasted to 2016. Jesus, that lasted a while. 11 yeah. years. It, it lasted most. It la lasted longer than most consoles. 11 I years. I think the only ones that come close to like touching it were the lifespan of the PlayStation 2, and I think the GameCube, because the GameCube had a lifespan of, what, 8 years or something like that? Something like that. To be fair, like, on the GameCube's front, it's it's Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo aren't really known for making a console very often. Like, especially now. But, like, jeez. It, that, that, that was, like, a long, long time to have that console doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is definitely a long time to have all that sort of stuff, like, going on. And they even had, they had AMD graphics in that, too. So, yep. it's crazy. But uh, it's crazy. But anyway, that's that's the Master Chief Collection so far. Currently, only consisting of Reach because the other um, parts of the collection haven't been released yet. Yeah, but they're still being ported over. They they wanted to, uh, they wanted to 
do reach, and they realize that the opportunity, since uh, Microsoft has been pushing kind of a play anywhere style, like less of like a, oh yeah, we're, we play this on Xbox One, more of a just like, we make games, you play games, we'll give you, we'll give you games, you play the games, you have a good time, have fun with friends. Like they, They've changed their MO, um, so they, brought, they decided to bring it to PC, because they brought Gears 5 to PC as well. Yeah. Um, so like we have now Halo on PC because that's been one of the most requested things in the world, and they they realized with Reach, they had the opportunity to do that, and now what they're doing with PC is after Reach we should be getting Halo One, and then we'll go through, it it'll go through like chronologically, so it should be Halo One, Halo Two. I don't know when ODST is supposed to be because yeah three follows up and we have Halo Three ODST, but ODST picks up right after like right in the midst of two and before three so chronologically technically looking at the game listing that's how they have it laid out as well okay so it's one of those things where it might come out first yeah so we have we have one which is an anniversary one so you have the ability to switch the graphics to old style the new style granted there's a few things here and there that people have said uh, on the tech side of how the old graphics don't look like the actual old graphics because of bump mapping and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. There's two, which is also the anniversary, so we get like updated graphics and uh, really mm, kick-ass cutscenes. The Halo 2 anniversary cutscenes are great. Um, then we have ODST and 3, which those games, at least like 3 on its own, stands up really fucking proudly in the light of all of Halo, on top of having Reach next to it. Like, I think Halo 3 was kind of the pinnacle at the time. Like, Reach was really good, but I think 3 was that pinnacle point. And then at some point we get 4. <laughs> that, that part I, I don't think many people are excited about. 3, and, Odia, uh, three and, and Reach, I think, were the ones that people were, like, the most excited for. We get 3 later, but we have Reach now. So. Which, to be fair, would just Reach... The Master Chief Collection jumped up to being, what, the third most played game on Steam? Yep. I'm going to check it right now, In actually. In a day? <laughs> the Halo, Chi- Halo Master Chief Collection just dropped down a little bit, but like, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's the seventh most played on Steam. It is literally, at current players right now, it is sitting about 21,000 under Destiny 2. So, yeah, it, with peak players as of today, supposedly, um, it would be the fourth most played today, just under PUBG. I think Microsoft won. <laughs> I, I think they won in that endeavor because holy shit, holy fucking shit, that is a lot of people. Yeah, that is no small achievement to have pulled that off. Ugh. And that's, that, that, is, that is some pretty amazing stats for them to have, especially on launch, and if they can... This is only day two, but if they can keep that up, that would be lovely. Because I would love to see Halo not only return to a forefront of being kind of like that almost golden standard that everyone looks at, but just kind of reshape some of the FPS industry into like the game spent most to be. It's supposed to be fun. The competitive side can be the competitive side, but this is supposed to be fun. Because. I know a few people who don't like playing FPSs because they don't have a good time with it. And it's like, Halo is the epitome of, like, you don't have to be good. Just throw the grenade. Anyway, I think we've gushed enough about Master Chief Collection being here, and I'm really happy that it's running the way it is. 
Yeah. And that, like, we, there was no server hiccups. There was... Oh, yeah, there was no server hiccups at all, despite, like, the massive first day, like, release. Mm-hmm. Oh, things ran perfectly. The... I think the only issues I ever had, because uh, the campaign is not server-side, it is host. Uh, me and the person I was playing with, our internets are not exactly the best, and we're, you know, an entire United States away from each other. Yep. So, we had a couple hiccups here and there, but it was still fantastic. And server-side, we we noticed no lag, no issues at all. I think everybody was always at a green connection. Yep. I, I did not notice anything under green. I didn't notice anything fucky about anything. It was great. So, Master Chief mm-hmm. Collection, especially with Reach on PC right now, is fantastic. It may just be a fact that, like... I, I would say, normally, it would be a factor of me and Brownie are in California. Maybe we're just playing with people who are in California as well. But I'm not. I'm in Michigan right now. So, we've got the majority of the United States between us and everything in between. Um, yeah. So, the fact that we're both green... And we're connecting perfectly to a lot of these servers and not having any issues. It's amazing. Um, wanted to get that one out of the way, though, because, well, I mean, it was kind of on topic for uh, why why we haven't been, or you haven't been sleeping too well. <laughs> I, I have a sassy as a, a go-to-bed alarm. Yeah. Because since I'm out here, I like being able to go to sleep with sass and wake up with sass and, you know, whatnot. Because... It, it helps her sleep, and I get to sleep pretty easy as well. So, um, What else is on our list to talk about today? Should we talk about some updates? Um, well, I was going to say, we mentioned AMD a lot. Do you want to just jump into what they've been doing recently? So, there's been a lot of stuff going on with AMD um, recently. Like a- As we said when we were looking up specs for uh, old console hardware, they basically run consoles. If it's not graphically, it's the CPU, and right now it's both. As of Xbox One and PlayStation 4, they've been running the entire console market. So, I don't know what Intel's been doing on that front at all. They probably sponsored the Ouya. Sitting in a quarter crying. Yeah, probably sponsored the Ouya. Um, but they, they, they have recently come out with their 3000 series of processors for Ryzen. They're bringing out their Threadripper processors, a part of that as well. So, currently, the market seems to be that AMD is winning in that space, in the consumer space. They're winning in the high-end desktop space. They've already been winning and continue to win in the server space. They, I've, I've seen some videos recently about how they perform in laptops. And holy shit, the difference. Not only is AMD's graphics currently with most of the stuff that's in laptops right now just better overall than Intel's, especially on the integrated stuff, um, they're cheaper. They, they specifically, uh, the, the video I watched was by Linus, Linus Tech Tips, and they put a laptop down that had an AMD side and an Intel side. And the Intel side came with, I think it was 8 gigabytes of RAM, the Intel processor in it, and that was kind of like th- that in the laptop. AMD was cheaper, had 12 gigs of RAM and their processor, and it came with a fucking pen for cheaper. <laughs> And then it proceeded to bend Intel over on just about every productivity side that you could do, with the exception of very few things. And then when it came down to gaming, because it had more RAM, they could allocate more RAM to the uh, to to the integrated graphics card on the chip and just run it better. Intel's been getting fucked on like all fronts, except for one, which is their mini PCs, their Intel Nooks. And AMD took a look at that and went, we want... <laughs> So they've announced they're now going to be making mini PCs. Yeah. 
AMD is beating the AM horse until it's dead. AMD has taken a look at the competition and went, Alright, you know what? CPUs, done. Laptop, done. Servers, done. What is that? Mini computer? Done. Let's go. Come on. They are just going nuts. If it, if it had, and I love it. If it has Intel's name on it, they're swinging for blood. NVIDIA, they're still figuring out. <laughs> They're, they're still working on the graphics card side of it. They've been trying for a long time, experimenting with a bunch of different things, trying to figure out what's going to work with them to give them an edge and to keep it different because they don't necessarily want to follow the same path that NVIDIA has done. I think they even officially announced that at some point. Yeah. But everything else they've taken a look at, they said, that's cute, and they smashed it into the fucking ground. They smashed it from a performance standpoint. They smashed it from a core standpoint. They smashed it from a price-to-performance price to standpoint. You are spending less on AMD than you are on Intel, even with motherboards included, and you're doing it for cheaper on AMD and still towering above Intel. Even if you were to price them exactly the same, AMD takes the cake. It's ridiculous. I'm glad I bought into fucking Ryzen right away, but Jesus. Like, I, I think... Like, AMD's trying to approach the graphics market slightly differently. And to a degree, they're conceding in areas where, like, okay, yeah, we're going to have to be pushing in this direction anyways. It's just the way the market's going. And I think, right. they were to a degree, they were trying to do that with Intel for a long time, if they were trying to find a different way of doing processing. And it just came down to, no, you need, you need IPC and you need, you know, threads and cores. And they were like, well, we know how to do cores. And we know how to do threads. But RPC is shit. We're going to work on that. And they worked on it. Holy fuck. <laughs> and holy shit, do they pull some magic out of their ass. Oh, and the thing that's hilarious about the laptop comparison. I forgot to bring this up. Um, so you remember how I was saying, like, oh, it's gaming better. It's doing most of the stuff better. With, like, a few instances here and there where Intel actually, like, convincingly wins. But, like, majority AMD is, like, kicking their ass. Mm -hmm. They're doing that while costing less power, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm not talking TDP. I'm talking, like, power consumption. Like, mm -hmm. measured from the wall, they are doing it with less. AMD has always been good about that, too. Even with their Ryzen CPUs, they've done a damn good about trying to keep the power consumption down. But, it, like, they've made that shit efficient as fuck. And uh -huh. I believe it has been said that they are that PlayStation 5 and potentially the new Xbox Scorpio stuff is trying to do Ryzen shit. That is going to be the moment where shit goes fucking haywire. Mm -hmm. Because if they get even, like, actual... If, if they put a desktop processor, like, you open that fucking thing up and it's literally just a fucking motherboard straight from, a, like, like MSI or something, I'm going to lose my shit because well, that will be the day that, like... That's the thing is, like, they've been discussing for, like, the next generation of, you know, consoles because people have been complaining about it so much and they've been buying less consoles because it's so... It's so price inefficient to have to buy a new console every single time, especially if something goes wrong. Yeah. Or to have to pay for the repairs and things of that nature to the point where, you know, if things become out of date because of what's the hardware or what's inside or what isn't inside or, you know, trading out parts for something that's going to be better, the new generation of consoles is supposed to have interchangeable parts. If you want higher RAM, if you want a better graphics card, you want a better processor, you want a fucking flop the motherboard out of the bitch you're supposedly supposed to be able to we'll see if that happens yeah because at that point it's but that's what talks have been because at that point it's basically you're buying a a minimalist pc that you could upgrade later it's basically what it seems like but mm -hmm. well i mean that's what steam tried to do with their little like steam console yeah 
Or I think it's what they did do, but they they did do it. Unfortunately, it just it didn't it didn't pick up the ground that it was supposed to. Well, I mean, it wasn't even so much that they did do it. Their Steam console was literally just a computer with an OS on it. Yeah, that was that was it. It was like we don't charge for this OS. You just have it. You you can still get the OS. They still have it. They still update mm-hmm. it. They just don't sell the like the the com- the branded computers anymore because I'm pretty sure that was a contract thing. But it worked. It did. And, like, the, the main thing is even in some of the laptop cases that we've seen with AMD, you open that fucking laptop up and there's a desktop CPU sitting in there. You can literally pull the CPU out and put a new one in. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some of the higher end ones you can find. The ones that, like, the one I was talking about with, like, the power consumption stuff with the laptops was a specific, like, you know, mobile-based CPU, but give or take it's not that much different than most of the desktop ones so it's like why not have like you're not you don't need a battery for your fucking console how big do you want it let's fucking put the thing in there you know like let's gpus i can see that it being very muddy because well mm, yeah you fuck with the gpus too much suddenly you start fucking with the um graphics configuration of what the console is built for yeah and you know game um, optimization. Yeah, you start messing with a lot of that, suddenly you're going to start having a lot of problems. Because at a certain point, you have to develop for the baseline that you're going to be producing. They have to hit this note right if they're going to do the whole interchangeable parts bit. Because if they do the interchangeable... Because if they don't, it's going to spiral out of control. Because it's quickly going to become the PC market uh, situation where like, oh, can I run this game? What's your graphics card in your Xbox? This. Uh, You can't run it but I just bought this. <laughs> like, there's going to be a part of that, like, consumer base that's just, like, I just want to buy the thing and play it. Why do I need, yeah. like, why do I need to upgrade the thing I just bought? You know? Like, th- there's an area where, like, I can understand swapping out, like, RAM. I can understand swapping out hard drives. I can understand, you know, maybe even the CPU. But in most cases, it's one of those, like, the current baseline that you get, minimum specs for every game, is kind of based off the fact that this is the difference between the port to a pc versus what's on console you know like especially back when the 360 was still there and we didn't have the xbox one or the playstation 4 yet i'm pretty sure everyone noticed that the minimum spec bump went up quite a significant amount when we got the xbox one and the ps4 and that is because they were able to do more and because they were able to do more that means on the pc side we had to account for more which means it's not as easy to run anymore okay we're gonna have that again and if we don't have a minimum spec to go off of, which is what the console to PC ratio is going to be, uh, what point do do we only cater to the lowest spec? And I feel like if you got Microsoft and Sony involved, even if it's interchangeable parts, every developer is going to have to focus on that minimum spec. Because that minimum spec, what they're selling right out of the gate, it needs to run on that. Yeah. If someone has and something... And it becomes a question of what is it, yeah. so... If someone has something better, sure, like, give them an option to turn the graphics up or something, but make sure it's known that you need to have this. <laughs> like, you, you you need to have the baseline and that you should know that turning it up is blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And, like, it's going to be, if it's an interchangeable part of things, it could be confusing to some consumers because, let's be honest, some consumers don't know most of this part stuff. They don't know the technology in it. They just want to buy a brick, play the game. Yeah. No. On the other half, it would be a lot easier to repair. Yeah, shit. And I think that's what the um, I think that's what the uh, focus and emphasis was with the idea of like quote unquote interchangeable parts. Yeah, 
is you're not doing it necessarily for upgrades, but it's available for, you know, if this part burns out. Yep. And you, as a consumer, are able to put two and two together to figure out, like, okay, this is the problem. Or, like, you get the error code on screen when you launch the, uh... Yeah. When you boot the thing up, and it's like, look up this error code. Okay, this error code means that this happened. You can then, as a consumer, take it into your own hands to open the product up, take out the busted part, replace it, mm -hmm. and continue from there. Yeah, especially because there's a lot large emphasis, at least in, like, the more enthusiast community to do that anyways with most things. Like... Yeah. Everyone, I feel like, even if you don't know PCs, you know the guy who does. And you'll be able to talk wizard speak that you don't even know. And to them, it's simply like, your graphics card is shit. Pull it out. Put a new one in. <laughs> like, I, it, it, the more people are, like, educated on this stuff, the more it becomes easier. But, you know, that yeah. push for education is going to be the growing point. Um, I still love the fact that, they, that the, the, the talking point for this is still labeled uh, AMD shitting on kids. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, they are. They are. They are. <laughs> I specifically like to, I personally, and as I, I have always said, I don't generally pick sides with brands. Um, I go with what works, whatever's cheaper for the thing I need to do, or whatever. Or if I'm looking for top of the line, whatever is the top of the line, I don't really give a shit. I know you are definitely in the AMD camp. Yeah. You are like heavy I've, AMD. I've always been in the AMD camp for two major reasons. It's always been the cheaper, more affordable option for me, yeah. which has been big because I've never been, like, heavy on the money side. Yep. And I've never had an issue with AMD products. I, I've heard multiple stories from multiple people, even from you, like, you know, you got this AMD product and this happened because of it and da-da-da-da-da. I've used processors. I've used graphics cards. I've used Intel processors and NVIDIA graphics cards. Yep. I've never had an issue. I've just been able to afford AMD, so I stick with it. And now seeing that they're not only going for affordable, but they're going for fucking powerful. Yep. The, the thing about it... Me's a happy boy. <laughs> the thing about it, at least in my case, my my issue with AMD was on the, uh, on the graphics card side, which I think is a, honestly, a, a fair area to have an issue with. Yeah. Because that is, uh, of the two areas, the graphics card side of AMD has had... A lot of growing pains and a lot of issues, especially since basically AMD bought ATI. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been issues here and there with it. Their integrated graphics, I will sing their praises up from the fucking highest goddamn building in the city. Their integrated graphics are beyond superb. Their dedicated graphics cards, serviceable. Not usually powerhouses, but very serviceable. I've had a few driver yeah, issues here were. and there, but those were older cards. Mm -hmm. I, haven't had, I haven't used one since because typically have had the ability to buy you know uh like a more higher end which is something that amd doesn't do very often right um so i end up having to go into nvidia um processor side besides the laptop that i own i don't think i've bought an intel processor and like the laptop that i own i mean by comparison yeah it feels a little snappier here and there but it felt snappier versus an 8350 at the time you know that that old fx chip that was supposed to be eight cores but wasn't because of yeah. how the architecture stuff and whatnot, and it just didn't work out. It's like to do this false advertising, and I think we missed the window for getting money from that. Yeah, I didn't make the claim either. Yeah. It's okay, they can keep that money. Uh, that's probably where it's going to go anyways. Um, <laughs> They're putting it towards good shit, all right? Um, but with that, like, their processor side, I haven't had issues with. The only times I've had issues with is, like, one, the 8350 <sighs> kicked out heat. 
it kicked out heat like a motherfucker. And yeah, the only problems I had with Ryzen so far was the growing BIOS pains of, this is a brand new architecture. No one optimized for it because it's fucking new. <laughs> I was bleeding edge at that point, and I knew it was going to have issues. So it's not something I can complain about because, well, I knew going into it that it was going to be like, some things may be acting funny. Some things may not work. I had, I think, a month and a half of not being able to play Dark Souls 2 because of BIOS. Yeah. Nah. It's a lot better now? Oh, yeah. Still glad I bought it because 8-core, 16-thread for streaming. Mm. It's been uh, it's been wonderful. Um, but, yeah, AMD is shitting on kids, and I'm enjoying it. I just kind of hope that, like, eventually at a certain point their graphics cards get kind of a similar treatment. But CPUs and graphics cards are very different beasts. So we'll see. AMD is not definitely is definitely not losing in that graphics card market, but it does seem like they're catering more towards the um, the smaller guys, which is is a good that someone is. It's just it just kind of sucks that like we don't get to see anything bigger from them because they constantly and anyone who's in more enthusiast level stuff is looking down like, come on AMD, be up here please. Yeah. These, these guys are charging us like two hundred extra dollars for a price for for a fucking like five percent performance increase in ray tracing. Please help. <laughs> but with AMD out of the way with that one, because I want to see what they do with mini PCs. There's there's no real information on what they're doing. It just says that they're making one and they have potentially a um a uh, a test build going on. Other than that, no idea. What else do we have on the? Well, with that out of the way. Um, we've got the updates. Yes, yes, the updates. Some that happened recently, some that haven't happened, and some that happened a while ago. So, which one do you want to hit first? Because I know I already talked a little bit about Apex when we were talking about uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. Right. So, um, I think Apex is going to be the shortest one. Yeah, it is. So, let's go ahead and start with that. So, um, interestingly enough, the same time Master Chief Collection... Uh, launched. They pushed out an update, or they tried to actually try to push out an update. And ended up fucking crashing shit, so they had to go back and fix it to have it be released like a f- few hours later. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hit after the fact. But Apex put out a update to uh, one some quality of life stuff. Some some things in there which like thank you for finally adding. We've been asking for this from the fucking inception. Um, and mm-hmm. two, they raised the level cap. So you used to level up to Apex to level 100, and that's where you get a fancy symbol. And then you could continuously level up from there, but it was just kind of superfluous. I can't speak it. I can't say the word right now. Slurpulous. Slurpulous. Um, Suplurp. Suplurp. I keep saying plurp. Superfluous. Slurpulous. Basically, it was pointless. Um, yeah. It was there as a progression system, so you still could, like, get the new characters that were coming out without spending money and whatnot. Um, or you could get them early if you were just joining Apex Legends with money or whatever. It was interesting. Um, they still... So what, the, what they ended up doing is they changed the level cap from 100 to 500. In doing so, they decided to add more Apex packs for leveling up in different intervals depending on your level. Anyone who was already level 100 got 14 free Apex packs because of this update. Great. Anyone who was level 100, I don't give a shit if you had enough experience to be 5, 6, 700 times past 100, you are now 101. That that one particularly made me upset. I put a lot of time into Apex to have them only classify me as 101 because technically 
I went past level 100, and that's where they plop you. And it's like, mmm. I get more Apex packs, and I get level up progression again, but <sighs> makes me sad. Makes me sad that I put that much hour and X hours and XP into that game for you to not really give me much for it. To basically disregard the fact that you did so. Yeah, but... It's a little upsetting. Other than that, they did a few things. Like, the, the one thing I've been complaining about from day one of Apex is if I get shot, don't close the menu. Because I want to do that manually, because instinctually I do that manually. There's now an option to enable that feature. So, currently, by default, you have to close it manually. You can turn it back on where it closes it automatically. Thank you. Huge. Second, in firing range, they added the ability so you could do friendly fire if you enable the option. Yay! So you can. And this is where shit's going to get, oh, sketchy as fuck for them. People were already finding new shit because of firing range. I forgot to, like, totally forgot to talk about this earlier. Uh, but people have been finding new shit because of firing range, how, like, stocks work, how, uh, you know, the muzzle attachments work and stuff like that and it's slightly different than what you expected but now that we have friendly fire i have no doubt in my mind there's going to be shit where people are going to be testing hitboxes and we're going to find some shady shit <laughs> it's going to be weird and it's going to be silly um if you if you want to know anything that i'm talking about with the, the apex stuff brownie i can probably talk to you about it later i don't want to bog down this episode too much with apex speak but there is a bunch of yeah. videos on it on what's going on with uh, what the attachments actually do now that we can actually measure them in not a game sense and actually in a firing range where you can just really kind of go for raw numbers sense. It's interesting. I, I find it relatively cool. Um, so Apex had that update. Um, I think we should talk about Hunt, but we should preface this as I would have to actually look up the last time I launched Hunt because it has been a while. Uh, yes. Um, so, um, we haven't... Let me actually put the microphone in front of my face. Yeah. We haven't played it in a little while, so we're going to talk about the update having not actually played it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I but, um, have not played Hunt. We'll at least be able to talk about what the update is. Yeah. I haven't played Hunt for, as of tomorrow, a month. Yeah. So, is a thing. Um, but they did put out some stuff with, like... All right, we they, they put on put out some some matu new material stuff that they were that's being worked on that's coming in the new update stuff like that, um, and I did want to see what they were doing because I do follow Hunt's uh, server actually in our Discord server the place we actually have a tag for Hunt to tell us like hey what's the PC servers and stuff like that like kind of server updates but I might also follow their announcements panel. Even though there's sometimes where they just announce something for the Discord only, which to the moments I not want it, um, but they they uh, they put out some updates, some stuff that's actually pretty interesting. We'll go over basically what the update points are because we haven't played this and currently it's not live. It's on their test servers, so this is an update that's coming to Hunt that is fairly interesting, in my opinion. Um, I think when I when I was talking to you about it or when I was talking about it when it was happening you were kind of in a like sleep deprived not feeling too good state yeah i was a little more than out of it at the time yeah um oh okay so for first off um we're getting two new guns we are getting a new uh medium ammo gun and a new long ammo gun and i'm actually surprised because i thought it was going to be the other way around but okay this is interesting 
Um, we're getting the Springfield 1866 raffle from a, it's yes. the in essence a con a converted Civil War era musket that can now fire cartridges through a trap door. Basically, hi. Um, we we have ourselves a uh, a bolt action rifle, I believe. Yes. Um, that is the medium ammo one, and not only is it medium ammo, they call it early game. So, excuse me. I'm going down the bullet points. So first off, it's an early game, as they call it, one shot rifle. So powerful, very powerful. Um, it's oh, okay. It's available from the start. Oh, giving they're making a medium rifle available from level one, giving players the options to choose between the Romero 77 short range, Winfield 1873C mid range, and the Springfield 866 long range. The weapon comes with four variants, so you have uh, the Marksman, which is a medium scope for sniping. The compact They mm -hmm. have a compact one. Okay, compact sawn-off version that takes a, a medium shot only. Compact striker sawn-off version with attached knife for both regular and heavy melee attacks. And then the Deadeye, which is the sawed-off version with an attached short scope. So it gets the uh, most in the gaunt treatment to a degree. Most in the gaunt actually has like an actual sniper to it, but it gets like that similar treatment of there's yeah. a sawed-off version. Um, then we have the Martini Henry LC1? IC1? I don't know this gun. I'll be perfectly honest. But apparently it's a old British service rifle. It is the long ammo, and it is also relatively early game. So we're going to see a lot more um, bolt-action rifles going on in that game, which, to be fair, I, I, think, I think is needed. Because I feel like the, the roughest part of the early game is not having the range capability that some like more mid-tier players are dealing with so the martini henry is a breech loading single shot lever articulated rifle that was used by the british army hmm. essentially low levels are getting a sparks okay levels are getting an early possibly an earlier sparks um let's see is a shortened version of british, uh, let's see have it okay they have a faster reload and consistently higher rate of fire than the sparks However, it fires, uh, it fires a heavy and slow black powder cartridge, which uh, with slightly less power, that makes it less reliable at range than its cousin. Uh, than its cousin, okay. The weapon unlocks early and, and is an alternative pick for the Sparks, uh, as the label is to the Mosin. Um, okay. Weapon comes with two variants. You get the Deadeye variant, which is scope, and the Riposte, which is the you get a mounted saber bayonet used for both regular and melee attacks. So you basically get a, you either get a scope or a bayonet or nothing on it. Um, and then they have the, what they're calling the anti-camping package. So they're trying to actually further update the game so camping is not encouraged. Because there are some areas where kind of sitting on a zone or guarding a zone is encouraged. They don't want it to be the norm. They want it to be situational. They want it to be, you know, something that you can do, not what is expected of you to do. And I feel like, as of more recently, the game has been sitting towards the more camping side of things. Yeah. And it has been pretty bad in some instances, but it has been getting better. Um, and as <laughs> as this update might help a lot of that. You're going to say something? I, I feel bad now that you bring this up, because I'm just remembering... Graveyard, graveyard run where I'm just I'm sitting in a house with an axe 
crouched. Boss is in the building beside me. And there's a clue in the building I'm sitting in, and I'm sitting behind a doorway waiting for people to come in just so that way I could kill them. Yeah. So moments like that, if it weren't for the fact for the boss, can still happen, but that's because it's situational to you, versus yep. camping a boss you can no longer do. Um, we'll get more into what the notes mean. Uh, there is... Uh, da, 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 I just want to open this up and move this over here real quick. Um, so it includes a number of changes to encourage players to be more active instead of punishing people for standing still. Um, so they're they they they're ta been talking about how there isn't a single change that they can do that just fixes this. That's going to be encouraging more active play. So currently they they decided to they decided that they wanted to give people more gear. So there used to be two perks in the game that gave you an extra tool slot and an extra consumable slot. I don't remember the name of the slot. Um, what they did is they made those standard. Every character gets them. You now have four across the board. They changed those perks so they do specific stuff now. I, uh, albeit like using stuff faster or um, you know having, uh, having the ability to carry two in one slot more often or just getting a f basically a free second one. Uh, here and there. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact ones, but like that that's what they're kind of like they're, they're still figuring that part out, which is why it's on the test server right now. Um, they try to make it more obvious that you're running into a camping situation because now the bosses actually make noises. And I know most people would be like, but but they, they do already. Do they not make noises? When you find a boss, even if you don't have sight on it, even if you don't hear the boss itself, there is noise coming from the compound that is like whispers in your ears. If you start hearing that, that's where the boss is. Now, once you reach a certain range going towards that boss, they become more frantic and more aggressive. The thing is, is if anyone's sitting that close to the boss, when you find it, that's the only voices you will hear. You will hear the aggressive first. So you can't camp right on top of the boss. You can't camp right next to the door of the boss. You can't camp basically on top of the fucker. You have to be around <laughs> the edges. And in most cases, if you're around the edges, you're not going to see most of the other players. Unless you are literally coming from, like, I think it's like the same side. If you're both coming from the east side, like slightly north and slightly southeast might see each other, but most of the other degrees aren't going to see each other. So... Camping is going to be harder on bosses, which is a needed change because it's been something that's been kind of running a bit more rampant recently. Um, yeah. And that's something that they wanted to do, and they wanted to make sure that, like, it gives new players more incentive to understand where the boss is, and at the same time give existing players and sometimes new players the understanding that there's more people here. Kind of the same way mm -hmm. that the orange clues do. It's, it's, an, it's a nice little nifty change, I think, to, uh, to, to help out. But you can't camp a boss without really... Like, the only time you can camp a boss is after you kill it. Which, to a degree, most yeah. of the time you end up having to do because... By the time you kill it and banish it, by the time it's done banishing, people are usually descending upon you anyways. So... Yeah. Um, the other major, major thing that they've done in regarding to uh, convincing people to move as opposed to camping or taking their time to go through... Because, to be fair, to find a boss and kill it takes about five minutes if you have to find all three clues and then get to the boss if you're like me and keck who literally hey let's go to this area first and we find it yep happens more times than we'd like to admit um if you find a boss kill it 
banish it and get the tokens and leave before 45 minute mark like within the first 15 minutes of the round that extra time is added to your xp pool yep so the faster you get in get the bounty and get out you get extra xp for it yep. so they they then the new sounds they have the extra reward for completing the mission extracting the, bo the bounty in a timely manner and they have um not only do they have it, so if you do it within a certain period of time, you get extra for it. it, it it's two parts, because apparently they decided to separate it a little bit. You get extra for doing it within a certain time, and you get, no matter what time you leave, the amount of time left, you get turned into XP for every minute. So if you end up doing it really quick, you get a lot of XP, supposedly. At least from what they're saying. Hmm. Um, I guess that explains why they're still testing this. Yeah. Um, they added new legendary stuff, which is just kind of basically skins. Um skins in specific like uh like oh you get a scope on this earlier legendaries are basically cosmetic yep. stuff um they added stuff to uh they, they've been changing ai and gunplay um they've actually made killing hellhound hellhounds easier with a single shot at, at longer distances um they tra they say gunplay but it's it's more of melee what's going on with melee the machete had its damage increased by it's, it's basic damage increased by it looks like 50% and the heavy melee attack was increased by eh, just a tiny bit just, just a tiny bit to make it more competitive and mm -hmm. um, the cavalry saber also had an increase in its damage so the machete went from 60 damage on a normal attack to 90 damage and the saber went from 52 on normal attack to 82 which is fair you're swinging a fucking sword yeah um, let out changes as the all hunters now have the four tool and consumable spots. Um, the traits that used to do that were pack mule and frontiersman, and they used to give those slots instead, but they decided to change those traits. Uh, pack mule is now looting an item box and finding new consumables while looting will now provide two consumables if possible. So if you have the slots open for it and you loot somebody and you have that perk, you might find two pieces of dynamite. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know. Um, Frontiersmen, tools with charges now come with one additional charge at the start of a mission. So basically, if you have medkits or, you know, there's a few other things you can use as well, um, they have an extra charge. It's actually really nice. So there's still desirable traits, but they don't do extra slots anymore. Um... They have... What else is there? They changed the looting situation. So looting a hunter now always has a chance to give you a random consumable if there's a, if there's a free slot in your inventory so that you have more mm -hmm. options in a game-to-game -game basis, in a in a fight-to-fight -fight basis, so you can actually deal with multiple encounters in a game with the, instead of just the stuff you bring. Kind of like randomly find shit on people, which is nice. Um, and they said... Consumables, they try to make consumables that you receive that way more offensive, like flash bombs, dynamite, hive bombs, and not stuff like the poison bomb or the Constantina bomb, which are more defensive stuff. Mm. And, of course, you know, when they were talking about this on their live stream, they had people, like, in their chat being like, oh, yeah, the grenade that hits, that shoots barbed wire everywhere is a, is not an offensive item. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's an offensive item, yes. But it's defensive in the nature that it shuts down an area that people can come from, unless they spend time meleeing it. Like you, 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 know, you don't know the, the the definition of offense. Anyways, um, 
there's a lot of stuff that they're trying to do to make sure that, like, you can deal with someone's, like, someone's camping up in the tower. Well, I looted his friend because I shot him down, got a stick of dynamite, yeah, yeet. <laughs> um, they, they try to be, they, they try to add some new texture stuff. They try to add more variations to female faces and whatnot. Little stuff here and there. Um, they talked about, this is the, they, they're in their patch notes, they talked about the difference that they're doing in bouncy hunt with uh the eight me- 80 meters is when you start hearing the whispers and then 40 meters is when you start hearing like the more aggressive whispers mm-hmm. so there, there's the anti-camping stuff in there um they decided in quick play that th- typically in quick play you could have a primary weapon a secondary weapon one tool and one consumable with sometimes being able to find a melee weapon of some kind it was technically like two tools but one of them had to be like a, a knife or something but now it's just two weapons and four slots across the board. So you can actually get a more stacked hunter from playing quick play when your friends are maybe doing a match or, you know, you're waiting for your friend to get on or whatnot. You can actually get hunters more stacked up that way. So I imagine more people will be playing it if you have better options than just, oh, I don't know, a guy that has fucking flashlight, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's the extraction bonuses. So they have the bounty token for you know how fast you you get out which is nice um they also changed some traits they wanted to rebalance some traits because some of them were really good and some being underused they want to kind of like they want to mix the meta up a little bit and um try to make things cost what they feel like they should be doing and what's being picked up a lot in this tier what's not being picked up in that tier and try to fix that and currently they like how those are working but they just want to change the cost so stuff like dauntless which is the if I remember correctly, it's the um, put out a like a bomb. If they throw dynamite at you, you can literally like just say no, 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 no. Too close to this. Like you threw oh, it at yeah, me, you I can, can like, like tip the fuse. You off. can just stop the fuse. Was two uh, two upgrade points. It's now just one. My favorite yeah. one in the game, tomahawk, the yeet, is now one point instead of two. So you bet I'm running that on every character. <laughs> Um, Iron Repeater, which I don't remember if that was the lever action or the... It was the Devastator that was the shotgun. Um, I think Iron Repeater was the lever action. Was three points, is now two points. Lightfoot, the I'm sneaking around right now, you can't hear me, went from three points to five. So it's a lot more costly because everyone was running it. Uh, But it was so good though. Physician, which I believe is you heal faster. Yes. Um, takes less time to uh, bandage. Takes less time to bandage. Also went from three to five because everyone was running it. Shit. Uh, Poacher, which I think is the seeing traps in dark sight, went from three to two. Frontiersman, because of the the rework, went from three to eight. Oof. That's a hefty price. Damn. Um, Thradist, I think was a poison one. I don't remember. The exact perk off the top of my head went from four to three. Steady aim was reduced from four to three. Bloodless, which was the take less damage from bleed, mm-hmm. went from five to four. Silent Killer went from seven nice. to five. So Lightfoot and Silent Killer are basically in the same tier. So you have to okay. you have to pick which one you prefer depending on what you play like. And Quartermaster, which was the have a big weapon and a medium weapon went from eight to six. Ooh, nice. So we're going to be seeing a lot more um, varied builds, which will be nice. I, I think it's a 
it's a good idea to be able to you know have a, a difference in uh, in gameplay style. But not only that, they added a an item that you can find in compounds called the item box. And of course, when they announced this, before anyone had any idea, most people were like, "It's loot boxes." Um, the item box is a thing that you can find in the compound, which is like looting a dead hunter. It actually, at least what they said on stream, it's exactly the same thing. They're there, so you can, if you don't have enough consumables or whatnot, you can open the box. It will give you something random. It has a small chance of replenishing something that you took in, it took in or missing, but more often than not, it will give you something random, and it will be spe more often specifically offensive. It's at least what it's trying to be. They wanted to do yeah, that yeah. to basically counteract, of course, because the main problem with looting hunters was you have to get in the fight. So we can't give you more options to do with hunters if the first hunters you deal with are the campers. So they made item boxes. It'll be nice, and it will be incredibly good for if you're just running free hunters and just saying fuck it, and just finding the item boxes and you know getting a whole bunch of stuff. Of course, they did a whole bunch of um, bug fixes and whatnot. So it'll be nice to see they've been... They've been uh, dealing with performance issues on their server side since 1.0, and they have implemented a change in the test server currently, and they are monitoring how it works currently as well. So there's a lot of stuff that's going into 1.1 that is, like, up in the air. They're figuring it out. So I don't think this update's going to hit live for a little bit, but we will see. I can't say for certain. It's been It's been about a week since they talked about it. So, if it's going well, we haven't played it, so we don't know. But if it's going well, it may be showing up on the live server within the next week. If not, it may be a week. It may be another two weeks before we see it on live servers. But I would actually like to see how that's going at some point or another. Yeah. Um, that's mainly what's been going on with Hunt. There's a few known issues that the list is not as big as it used to be. They've been definitely, definitely uh, helping out with a lot of that stuff, and they even put out like a an update on what's been going on with that um it's it's been pretty cool um so it, it's it's nice to see that they're constantly trying to make the game better move towards a it's a 1.1.3 sorry but the, the fact that they're going to be continuing to support the game and not even in like a dlc way like they're just trying to make the game better as it is currently um but yeah that's on and i definitely need to jump back into the bayou and play hunt again but it's i've just been so busy with destiny stuff that we've been getting into with now reach that we've been playing and trying to do stuff like street fighter and other things so hopefully i'll be able yeah. to jump back into hunt soon because i love that game and i just wish the best for it even though that it seems to be kind of a it's a more of a niche game at the moment i, I wish it was bigger but it seems kind of niche at the moment yeah hopefully we'll get the uh, big grow that it deserves but hopefully uh, we have two more points, one more in updates, and I th feel like that's another yep. smaller one. Yeah. Uh, for this next one though, I definitely want to. We we need to bring it in, right? So um. Go Broly! Go Broly! Go! Go Broly! Go Broly! Go! Yeah, as of tomorrow, <laughs> supposedly, because we had the same problem with uh, Kojita when he, um, when he launched. Uh, we are getting finally Dragon Ball Super Broly from the movie. Yay. Which I've been waiting for. Brownie's been waiting for. Parrish is calling him his son. A lot of people are looking forward to. Um, it is also the end of Season 2's DLC roster. So we will see what happens to the fate of Dragon Ball Fighters with the fact that 
there's also Guilty Gear being developed by Arc System Works at the same time. Um, Yay. We will see. But Broly's coming. Uh, he's not only coming with a new move set, a new look. He's not as big as original Broly, which makes me sad in some instances. But he's not fully powered. Fucking uh, legendary Super Stands, Super Stand, Super Sand status. Super Saiyan. Super. I'm, I'm super. Super Stand. I'm JoJo, bitch. Um, super Pooper Scoopers are just legend. So he he is more so his base form. He does transform into his. Um, legendary Super Sand form for his level 3, and he does do some Super Sand forms for some of his uh, more particular moves, but he is typically his base form in that more like rage-fueled state. Mainly because that's where the movie focused on the most, and then it was very briefly with Gogeta with um, with his ultimate fucking look at me, I'm legendary Super Sand for Gogeta to go blue, and then he never gets touched again. So, <laughs> a little less stuff to go off on that one. So, I like the fact that they're yeah. not doing green form to a degree because we already have original Broly in the game who is full green form and if they if you want to have the height perspective technically new Broly is taller but let's not let's not fucking get all fucking mushy about it there, there's some cool stuff that's going on with him um, and with that we also have a new English voice actor for Broly and that is uh, Johnny Young Bosch I think I said his name right yeah he is very talented voice actor, been in a lot of voice acting jobs. He's basically been been a stapled voice actor for a while. Um, very established, and as far as I can tell, like especially through Fighter Z, he does Broly pretty well. Like I'm gonna miss Vic because Vic will always be Broly to me, but I, I think Johnny Young Bosch is gonna is gonna fill the shoes pretty well. Yeah, from from the sounds of it, Johnny did a damn good job uh, emulating how Broly was supposed to sound. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that they got someone who can understand what the character is how he sounds how he's he's got to have that kind of distinct sound to him and it's still it's still johnny and it's still kind of like his way of doing it which is good because it, you know having an, a voice actor try to be their own in that character is good but it is filling someone else's shoes so there's pressure there uh, probably from multiple sides from you know his own fulfilling filling a role that he now needs to take the mantle of to the fans to people who are going to hate him for it and all the other shit that's going to be going on Mm -hmm. hopefully everything goes good he seems like a good guy he's especially active on twitter holy shit i was looking through his replies (laughs) he he's all over the place on twitter dude's dude's really chill um so seeing him in broly is 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 nice to see that a, a good voice actor is in there and now what we have because he did Ichigo and Nero. For, he did Ichigo for Bleach, and he did Nero from Devil May Cry and all that sort of stuff. It's nice to see him get another role. Um, we will see what comes with whatever else happens with Dragon Ball Fighter Z, because we still have their World Cup, which last time it happened in February, like early February. Yeah. Which, um, ooh, that's a ways away. That's, that's about, um, like, it was early February, so we've got about, like, a month and a half ish mm-hmm. before we start seeing any new stuff if that if they hit the same area through january it's a little earlier but still we will see what happens to fighter z after that point because i feel like there's way too many people who are playing this game for them to just kind of well that's it bye <laughs> you know yeah I, I doubt they're gonna just completely drop it without without plans to do something more in the future at least yeah there's, there's too many people but, that are invested uh, in it there's also going to be the thing with Street Fighter, but I think we'll wait to talk more on that until after Capcom comes. Yeah. 
see if we get any more answers from yeah, that. Because we, we don't know what's going on with Street Fighter at this point. We, we're basically getting V-Skill 2s from them, and that's it. So we don't know what's yep. coming. We'll see what happens. Capcom Cup is next weekend. So, yeah. Actually. Woot. I think about it. When do you when do you leave for your family stuff? The twentieth. Twentieth. Okay. So, the podcast on the eighteenth. Besides this podcast, we actually get two more. Okay, we were wrong. Um, oh yeah, there are actually going to be three. There's going to be three this month. I thought I was leaving sooner than I was. Okay. So, so yeah, we'll actually get. So the podcast on the eighteenth, we should see what's been going on in the realm of Street Fighter. Um, the only thing, the Luke. only thing that I know that's going on on Street Fighter's side, which isn't a announcement situation from official sources, but something that's been happening behind the scenes, um, and it was posted in our Discord. But the guy who does a lot of the data mining, especially in Street Fighter, uh, is stopping. <laughs> As of I think it was yesterday, they said that they are stopping data mining in that game, mm-hmm. mainly because technically what they're doing isn't necessarily legal, and yeah. I'm pretty sure Capcom was not too happy. <laughs> Especially with Evo, because who those characters being like being uh, leaked before like like a day before the way they were supposed to be announced was very upsetting for them. Yeah, so, they were not happy about that whatsoever. So, like from a, from a developer standpoint, I understand that like leakers are the bane of their existence, especially when it comes to data mining, especially when they try to give user experiences where they can actually add characters, you know, like slots for characters and some of the the stuff that they're going to be doing a little early. So they don't mm-hmm. have to have like some massive fucking update when they come out, um, but it's it, it's definitely one of those like I can understand people want to look into it and get hype and and figure out what's going on with it because like with Fighter Z, at least with the Janemba update, there was supposedly four more uh, character slots added in the code, so people are expecting a four character season three versus the six character season two. So like we'll see, but I don't know. You never know what's going to be going on. I'd prefer to be surprised. I would honestly prefer to be surprised at this point. Um, and with, like, Dragon Ball, I just kind of hope, I, I just really hope that, that Broly is a lot of fun. And I feel like he is, but I feel like he's also going to be annoying because of his command grab. <laughs> 16-frame command grab that can snatch you out of the air, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be real fun to have Broly around, one way or another. Yeah. But, um, I think with Dragon Ball and our update on the fgc out of the way uh we can go to our last point which is uh finally talking about destiny which is where we've been sinking in a whole lot of time yeah we've been sinking in a lot of time with that recently um we started playing that two weeks ago before our last podcast didn't really have enough time into it and enough play ability and or playability we we just hadn't put enough time and effort into it yet to like talk about it and to give our opinions on it as of right now, I think we've sunk in about 50 hours and have bought the Shadowkeep DLC and Season Pass. 50? 50? 50? <laughs> I'm undershooting, all right? I Shut up. I have 81. <laughs> I wasn't going off a total. <laughs> I have 81 alone. Hang on, let me look at my <laughs> I have 81 hours in that game already. And I haven't been using alts. We used alts once. I used it twice, technically. I used it again on stream just to show Big Man what hunters were. Oh, yeah. So, so excuse me. Since we've been playing, I have 54 hours on Steam. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, I had 387 hours when it was still on the Blizzard launcher. Wow. So, 
I played this game so a lot. I, I, put... I, I memorized one of the raids if we ever end up doing okay, it. Okay, so you have put time in before and after. I have put time exclusively in after. The only time I have before is yes. the beta. Um, funnily enough, if I remember correctly, the the weapon I'm using as my elemental weapon is exactly what I used in the in the beta. <laughs> yep, it was the first gun you got in the beta, yep. which is really fucking funny to me, but... Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, we've we've been sinking a lot of time into Destiny, and we decided to sink money into it as well because we were having a lot of fucking fun oh with yeah. it. Um, the way that they're now doing experience and level progression, how your light level feels in certain areas, it actually feels like your light level fucking matters. It's not just okay, you have to be at recommended, and if you go higher, it doesn't fucking matter. No, if you are higher than the recommended light level you notice you can look at enemies and kill them yep. uh, uh, it's not you have to try as hard as when you hit that requirement it's you went over it all right cool you are slapping people to death you're at that requirement you should be having a good time yeah if you're above that requirement huh you're gonna be laughing i, I think we went into one of our um strikes yep. it was a strike that we had done as a nightfall multiple times we finally went back we did it as a strike the boss came out, looked at us, went, Who the fuck's stepping on my lawn? And we walked up and went, Shut the fuck up! And just kill them immediately. We, we walked out of that por that portal going, Back in my day, I had to walk up the hill both ways. And we both looked at him and went, Okay, boomer. <laughs> and and he, just, he just died on the spot. Um, Fucking... I hate you. What? <laughs> I hate you so much. How dare you break this into my... <laughs> How dare you bring this into my podcast in my house? <laughs> That's legitimately what happened, though. He like, walked out of the portal. I know. And it, it was he just. Out of the portal. He's dead. <laughs> it wasn't even that many slaps. It was. Yeah. What happened? It was just, it was time to make a bitch pancake. Uh, like it was. It was just incredibly fast and progression in it feels nice. Gearing in it feels nice. It it jumps you into the deep end right away, like. I, I technically played like two hours of Destiny before it moved to Steam, so I had a character which started at what was it, light level eighty? Light level ninety. Ninety six, and I had to go to seven fifty because that was what the baseline was. My character wasn't brought up to baseline, so I had to go to seven fifty. I still don't understand how you weren't brought up to baseline, but you weren't. <laughs> I wasn't, so I literally was dying to everything. And I was literally, mm -hmm. I was seeing ones and twos come off of enemies. <laughs> hey, how much damage are you doing? About 10,000. Why? I'm doing 10. Yeah, I was doing, like, <laughs> so minimal damage because of it, but Brownie was carrying me through everything. Um, and I went from that to 750 to now I'm at 950? Like 951? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mainly because... In the span of two in weeks. In the span of two weeks. Um, I'm able to do most of the more like you have to think about what you're doing content um i'm technically spec to be able to do that dungeon that we tried to do with just the mm -hmm. two of us and i brought it up it was funny because it was when i was playing uh yesterday weldon popped in and he was he was talking to me about it and he was just like oh yeah no i just do the pinnacle gear stuff now i don't really like do the weekly stuff anymore but that's because like you know a little burnt out on it waiting for the next season once the next season drops i'm gonna go gung-ho i'm like all right cool I like me and Brownie tried to do that dungeon, and he goes, "Oh, I need to solo it still." And I was like, "You can solo it." <laughs> Immediately, I was just like, "Oh, there's a difference in a power level here." <laughs> yeah, there is. 
I remember doing it together. We kept dying to the fucking guy who gives you the sword to kill the actual bosses just to get past the first area. Yeah, and you're just like, oh yeah, I just need a solo. And <laughs> solo. <laughs> but, you know, like, I've been having a lot of fun with that. The PvP has been pretty good. Um, like, overall, it's been, it's been pretty good. I, I feel like it's been a solid area. I specifically play Warlock, and that's all I've been really playing. Hmm. And, like, to get all the way up to 950 and comfortably be at 950 and i i like i now know what i need for like that that area of like oh you need overloading you need anti-barrier you need unstoppable can't deal with unstoppable but overloading and barrier i can fucking deal with like i can i can have it set up i would have to have an alternate version of my um elemental weapon to deal with unstoppable <laughs> just because i love sunshot too much <laughs> <laughs> i love making people explode so i get my grenade back um so, it's nice. It, it's fun. Um, I'm curious as to, like, what else. Is there anything else that you noticed from the Blizzard Launcher days, Activision days, to now, like, what's been going on with Shadowkeep and, um, uh, like, being on Steam and then being independent? The leveling up is a lot cleaner. Mm -hmm. It's not you hit a certain level and then you no longer level up. They've added a thing where you can have a bonus power to your light level. There's the light level you gain off of your gear, your weapons and armor, and then there's a bonus based on how far you've leveled up in the season. Yep. That is unbelievably fucking nice. Because it makes progressing that much faster, and it makes grinding when there's no powerful um, pinnacle gear to uh, obtain. I couldn't think of the word for a yeah. second. But it, it makes grinding through the game when there's no like gear to obtain worthwhile. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not just, okay, let's do this weekly in the span of two hours. All right, all the weeklies are done. I've got nothing else to do. Fucking wait until next yep. week. Wait till Zur shows up and then just wait till the reset. No, you can actually, like, do shit Or, or like, you know. the, the other thing that's really nice about it, too, is it's also friendly to alts. Yes, it is incredibly friendly to alts. Because that bonus, the power, is connected to your account, not your character. Which means... So if you've got, like us, you've got, like, a Titan and a Hunter, or in Kek's case, he has a Warlock and a Hunter, if you switch over to the other class, you still get that bonus, and you still have that level progression, and you can continue to level from yeah, there. Yeah, which would technically, to some degree, go a little bit faster, because it's effectively just doing bounties, but helps level it really hard. Yeah. Anything that gives you XP levels it really hard. So, in some cases, it's actually better for you to use a, a alternate character to level it, but it, it does offer progression for your entire account which means your main character as well also yep. um uh, the, the 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 season pass stuff where you get gear from it and and legendaries and all that sort of stuff um oh yeah the overall I, overarching idea of like having a seasonal progression it works out really well regardless of whether you pay for it or not it's really nice um if you if you pay for the season, you get, like, some more cosmetic stuff. So you get some, like, free armors here and there. It's not, like, powerful gear where it's going to, like, level you up. But it is free gear that, like, is, um... Oh, it might level you up. Styled. Okay, so... But, um, something I found out with the seasonal gear. Mainly because we haven't really hmm. been playing alts. But I wanted to show Big Man, um... You know, what Hunter was. And I haven't played Hunter... I think it was... Basically since we played? Yeah, because when we first... After we did our first weekly, we decided to do alts alternates yeah. and that's when we first fucked with it ever since that point i haven't touched the hunter i touched the hunter recently first thing i did of course was give him guns um but you know all the weekly uh, not all the weekly all the the seasonal stuff like all the armors and whatnot yeah 
you get to unlock them again on the hunter. Yeah. Brownie, what was your light level on your main character, if you remember? 948 or something like that? My hunter is your level. I did one strike, and that oh. was after I was your level. Yeah. It can level you up. <laughs> it actually, and more often, if you actually ha give, like, if you have your main character and you have weapons and you give it to your alternate, you can power level your alternate all the way up to, like, 948. I, I will double check right well, now, then. actually, just to be sure. I want to know the exact light level. <laughs> but but um, that was a thing that happened. Level progression's a lot nicer. Yeah. So level progression is a lot nicer. There is actual level progression after hitting, like, the cap, considering there is no... Given the fact that they just automatically put you at 750, there's no real, like, cap for it anymore. It used to be, like, light level 100, and then from there on, you just have to gear progress. Yeah. Um, so now there's actual, like, level and seasonal progression. That's really nice. Connectivity to fire teams. Is so much better now that it's on Steam servers as opposed Activisions to going Blizzards. Through, yeah, Activisions. Yeah, it is so much nicer because you will actually stay connected. I've had a couple personal problems with my internet that have prevented me from playing. Yeah, but at the same time, you've had a problem. Destiny. At the you've had time? problems with your internet with fucking Discord servers at the same time. So it's not like it's exclusive to that yeah. game. <laughs> it, it's not exclusive to that game, and it's not that game that's giving me the problems. It's my internet. I've been mad with my internet when it comes to trying to play Destiny. Destiny itself, when my internet is deciding to cooperate, I have no in I have no issues yep. with. I think the only issue I have is it takes a little bit longer to load into some areas. That's but I have the issue of it's taking longer to load, but once I'm in the area, there's no lag. Yeah. I mean... There's no issues. There's no, like, uh, desync or anything like that. It is... To be fair with most things, that is kind of a given because in some areas you're going to have a lot of shit to do and other areas it's a tiny shack. So loading times yeah. will differ. Uh, and let me correct myself. I got my hunter with one strike after giving him all the seasonal shit to 945. You can power level your fucking alts. It's stupid. It is a thing, though. I enjoy it. I think it's cool to be able to bring my hunter not from, like, bitch easy standpoint. Like, I've been here and I have to go through this entire grind again to, like, yeah, no, this is kind of comparable to my, my warlock now. It's nice that that is a thing. So, I, I, I heavily enjoy the progression of a seasonal thing. I heavily enjoy the progression of giving you stuff, like, um, because I, I didn't get to play Destiny 2 when it launched. I didn't play Destiny 2 with Curse of Osiris. I didn't play with Warmind. I didn't play Forsaken. I didn't play any of these. They're, they are just now a part of the game, except for Forsaken still being a, a paid DLC. I'm joining it in Shadowkeep. Having stuff like Nostalgic Ingrams, where I can get stuff from those old fucking times, makes me happy. Because I feel like, while I may have missed out on the content itself, some of the cool stuff that like people really liked from it, you can still get access to. And I like that. I think that's really cool. I also like that they sometimes give you weapons or they even give you exotic ingrams for free. It's a nice system. I, I enjoy it. I very much enjoy it. And at this point, I would safe, I, I can safely say I want to support Bungie in what they do in Destiny from this point on. Because I like this game. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I do believe, though, that does wrap up most, if not everything, that we are wanting to talk about this, this week on this podcast. Um, I... Yeah, that seems to have covered everything. And once again, we had a nice positive one. Yeah. Everything in here has been Nothing really good. negative came up. Everything was good. Everything is turning out great. Like, let's have this keep up. Yeah. 
please. 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 I'm, en I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying being able to gush over things that are good, that I'm enjoying, that I'm being able to, like, be excited about. Let this fucking continue, uh, please. Oh, something else that's also happening on December 5th. Something yeah. that I'm looking forward to. Darksiders. Yeah. Wrong. Actually, yeah. Darksiders Genesis. Uh, Top-down, isometric, possibly Diablo-esque, like, action style, but uh, no idea about loot or whatnot. We'll, we'll see what it is. Um, it's like 40 bucks. Or not 40 bucks. It's like 30 bucks. Currently, I think it's 25. Anyways, it's cheap. It's made by the guy who actually made Darksiders. So, happy. Happy that that's happening. Really happy that's happening. Hopefully, people enjoy it. People find it good. Another thing to bring up next week, Season of Undying ends for Destiny. So we're going to get a new season. I forget what the season's called. I think it's something solar related, but it's heavily more looks at, um, hopefully, uh, it brings more insight to some things and it's, it's fun and it's good and people enjoy it because undying, some people felt yeah and nah on, mm -hmm. which makes me really hope they do good with this next season, considering it's going to be focused around Osiris again. And Osiris wasn't exactly great the first time it came around. Well, it's focused around Osiris and uh, the, like, one of the most powerful titans in existence that has ever existed. Forget his name. Lord Shax. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Let, me, let me look it up real quick. Not Detney. Not, not Destin. Get <laughs> the Y. Not Detney. Not Destin. But, uh... It was... There's a lot of there's a lot of cool things I think it, it's Saint Fourteen is supposedly his name. Um, Season of the Dawn is what it's called. Season of the Dawn. Okay. So we will be seeing what goes on with that. Um, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, Saint Fourteen apparently is a very strong titan, and apparently you find some of his stuff in the game, and the ghost is like, "This is the most powerful light we've ever felt." <laughs> He's Yay. like. He's like the legendary Super Saiyan of fucking Titans. I'm going to steal his Do shit. Do it. Anyways. So hopefully that goes well. That'll be coming out in roughly five days, 23 hours. So about six days. Next We're week. Probably next reset-ish. Somewhere around that time frame. More than likely. Um, so that will be happening. Um, curious to see what they do with that. Curious to see how the, that season compares to this one and what they do differently and whatnot. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah. That's going to wrap it up for this podcast, I believe. Yep. And uh, time to go die and reach more. Yay! <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you do like our podcast, do feel free to share it around. If you want to talk to us or talk about anything that we talked about, maybe give us some feedback, feel free to join our Discord. You can also follow us on Twitter at, I believe it's the place underscore cast. So you can follow us there. I mainly post them when we put stuff up. I should probably post some other stuff like, you know, shit that we do in Discord and whatnot. But until next time, guys. Thank you all for listening. We will see you guys in the next podcast. And that one, we will see what news comes out. That should probably actually encompass the new season of Destiny, how Broly feels. I don't know what else. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see when we get there. It'll completely depend on what yeah. news comes out and well, who it'll, does what. It'll probably be Darksiders, Broly, and new season of Destiny. More than likely, those three will be there. New season of Destiny may be, like, just the beginning. Um, yeah. Yep, the podcast after that is when we talk about whatever happened to Capcom Cup. So, Yay. we will see you guys then. Like I said, feel free to join Discord, follow us on Twitter, and uh, I've been Dr. Keck. And I have been Deceptive Brownie, and you lovely people have yourself a great fucking day.